when someone listens to your content or they watch your live stream, do they really know what you stand for? Do they understand the ideas and the concepts that you are trying to deliver and the problems that you are trying to solve for your audience? That is one of the biggest issues that we see out here with podcasts and live streaming is the inability to understand your brand's story, the inability for you to be able to tell your story to your audience in such a way that it's compelling and it is going to cause them to take action. In this episode, I connect with Heather Roma. She is a brand strategist. She is also a storyteller. And she helped me understand more about our brand and what we wanted to present. So this episode, I am going to be presenting different concepts and ideas that Heather and I discussed on our live stream. So we're going to be going a little bit more in depth in certain areas. Not everything that we covered on the live stream is going to be in this episode, but I wanted to make sure that I covered some of the pieces that are going to be integral to your success as a podcaster and a live streamer. Let's go. Are you ready to tap into the power of live streaming to grow your influence and build a true community around your podcast? Then welcome to Podcasters Live with your host, Steve Worthy. In each episode, Steve and the gang unpack the best tech, simplify proven techniques, and chop it up on the latest trends you need to know to create the kind of show where your listeners want to tune in live. Sound good? Let's get started. All right. And I'm, I'm breaking a rule here. You know, typically on podcasts, you don't give like a whole bunch of backstory. You just get into the content. But I feel it's important for you to understand a little bit of backstory between Heather and I. So Heather and I around in April 2021, I think, or maybe it was 2020. I can't remember. It's oh, my gosh. We took this class um, on Facebook and it was called Lita to go live each and every day in April. And we were taking a class in the context of getting over our fear, our thoughts about going live streaming and what that looked like. And Heather presented on one day, I think it was day six, she presented this idea around a log line. And what a log line is, is really, it's that catchphrase. It's that phrase that will connect you to um, a a video, almost like a trailer, so to speak, of the concept and what the movie is going to be about. And when we start to think about the connection between a log line and your brand story, there is a lot of um, continuity between the two. And that video that she presented, it just caused me to think a little bit more about my brand. It caused me to think a little bit more about what I am putting out there into the community. And so we had this discussion initially, and we spoke about what a log line was as it relates to her professional career and what she's done. So take a listen. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, that was uh, just a live stream I did. And I think the prompts that we were given were, um, I went back and, and watched it because I forget everything ever. So I went back and watched it last night um, to kind of prepare for this because I knew it had resonated with you so much. A logline on a screenplay is a one or two line, really 
brief, concise um, description of what your script or the movie is about. So um, it's, it's, you know, think about a, a screenplay is 100 to 110 pages long. And it's like, how do you condense that down into one or two lines and get across what you need to get across so that the person you're telling that logline to is like, wow, I really need to read that. Like there's an art to it. There's a craft to forming a logline to where you're specific enough that you're, you know, really hooking that person. And so I got to thinking about what I'm putting out in the world. And it, it just, it struck me that, um, you know, the log lines that, that you see, like if you go to Netflix or Amazon or, you know, wherever you stream, they have a little write-up about what the show or the movie is about. And I'm always frustrated by those because they're, they're so general that you really don't get a sense of what that movie or what that show is going to be about. Like they give you such general information that it just, I just scroll to the next thing. Cause I'm like, they're, they're not really telling me what it's about. Who's about it. What's who's in it. What's their journey. You know, what's the conflict. They're not really giving you that because they want everyone to watch it. But the problem is everyone who watches it isn't necessarily going to like that movie or that show because it's not what, it was presented to be. So it's the same with us in our, in, in our lives and what we put out in the world. Like I found that I was putting just general, a general version of myself out there that felt safe. Right. But really it's like when you open up and you become vulnerable and you find bravery enough to really tell your story and tell you know, not every like gory detail of the stuff that's like TMI, you know, but like, what have you been through? Like, what struggles have you had? You know, people relate to that and people connect with that. And if you're only telling a general, showing like a general sort of facade of who you are, there's no connection in that. You know, people are going to swipe away, you know, because they have, they don't, it doesn't establish that connection and that relatability. You know, I love what she said, you know, when she started talking about the general nature of, you know, a log line on like Netflix and all these different shows or all these different platforms. And their goal is to get, you know, um, a high volume of people, you know, to actually click on it, but then not a high volume of people stay. Right. So when we start to think about your brand. You start to think about the concepts and ideas that you want to put out there. The initial perspective is to go broad. I did it myself. I went super broad because I wanted everybody to kind of listen and to consume my content. But what I realized was that, you know, I wasn't reaching anybody because I was so broad. There was no specificity to the content that I was putting out there. And so when you start to think about this concept of a log line or the, um, I guess, banner of what you stand for or what you want people to uh, know about you, you have to be clear. And then there also has to be a measure of vulnerability. If you listen to what Heather's talking about, when she's what she struggled with initially was just putting out this sort of facade or a soft side of who she really was. And then once she started to understand this is who she is and wanted to put more of that out 
more people started to become attracted to her content. More people started listening to her content because her story, her logline, her brand story started to resonate with more people. The other thing with Heather is that she does have a lot of experience doing this. Um, so I have some experience in screenwriting and I am a certified reader, which means that um, I spent a few years um, deep diving into the screenplays and reading them and giving feedback, giving analysis, deep dive analysis. So in doing that, I um, acquired a lot of knowledge on storytelling and story structure. But just like a lot of us, where we may have the experience in a certain field, um, when it comes time for us to do our own thing, it's it's very interesting, right? Because we can tell people what to do all day long, but when it comes time for our own concept to be birthed, there is um, this trepidation, there's this, this uh, apprehension that we have. And Heather does a great job of kind of talking about it, but also how she worked her way through that. Then it came time to start my own business, which just was the plan all along. Um, but I didn't really know what I wanted to offer. Um, and I didn't, I knew I didn't want to just write coverages all the time because it's really, really a lot of work. It's a lot of reading, a lot of writing. Um, and I, I did, it just didn't feel like that was the thing, but I knew that I wanted to use that knowledge somehow to help other entrepreneurs like me. And so basically I, um, I floundered <laughs> in my business for about two years trying to figure out a brand. Like what was my niche? What, who, who was I trying to reach? What was, what could I offer? Um, and so the struggle with branding was, was really real for me. And then, um, you know, and just in just like how things develop, how life goes, kind of connected with people and found a, a really awesome business coach. And we talked about storytelling in entre entrepreneurship. And it was just like all the light bulbs went off, all the bells and whistles. And I was just like, ding, 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 ding. You know, when you're like soul just like connects with an idea and you're just like, this is it, you know. So I started doing a lot of research into how to use storytelling in, in business and in marketing and in branding. And with my graphic design experience that I've had, um, it, it seemed to just align with branding and helping people sort of uh, tell their story and then use that story to create a visual version, which then becomes the brand for their business. And so that's what Turning Scenes is. You know, one of the things that I, I appreciate about what she said was that when she got a coach, the tendency a lot of times is that we feel like we have to go go this alone and we have to try to figure this out ourselves. And I, there is a, 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 a number of people who do that and they are successful at it. But I think having somebody that you can bounce ideas off, off of and somebody that can give you some guidance and help you kind of bring your vision to life is so important. So one of the things that Heather spoke about was that her initial idea and concepts was talking about and covering everybody. And then she connected and got a coach and the coach provided some clarity for her. So make sure that as you go down this journey, that you realize that you're not alone, that there is somebody out there that can help you go through this process, through this journey um, and help provide some more clarity for you. So that way you can get to doing the things that you really want to do. And then you can outsource some of the rest. Oh, 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 o
Yeah. Um, I think, um, you know, the difference that it made for me is, um, you know, I, the content that I was putting out on like my Instagram and Facebook and things were all just, it was just designs with information on it. Like I wasn't including myself anywhere. I didn't have pictures really of myself. I didn't have video of myself at all and wasn't going live. Um, it was just information. And when you leave yourself out, like that, that leaves a big connection gap. So, um, you know, after, after, you know, practicing going live and getting comfortable and, um, having the community that came out of that, uh, of support, it just made it so much easier to include myself in my brand, which is a huge part of your brand. If you're leaving yourself out, <laughs> then your brand is just not going to be doing its job. So did you hear that? It's important that you put yourself into your brand. Your brand is not a logo. Your brand is not your tagline, right? Your brand is you. You know, there is a, a great content creator out there that has a shirt that called, that says, I am a brand. And that is so true. So when you hear Heather talk about her, uh, her journey around kind of, you know, trying to do too much to kind of focusing it in on certain topics to actually starting to include herself in the brand, you have to make sure that as you go along this journey, you include yourself in your brand, in your live stream, and in your podcast. One thing that helped me out when I was going through this journey was to kind of write my ideas down and write down what I wanted my brand to kind of stand for and try to articulate it as best as possible. And one of the things that Heather helped me with was actually kind of going through this process as well. I, I think it helps so much to write your story first. Like, I feel like it's absolutely essential to get it solidified in your own mind. Like, who am I talking to? If I'm going to go live, who am I talking to? Because you can't address everyone in the world. <laughs> you have to address your niche, you know? And if you haven't written that out and really brainstormed what that niche is, um, you're just kind of shooting in the dark. So really, it, it really helps you solidify in your in your own mind who you're talking to, what it is that you're providing them. How are they feeling right now? It's a big piece of that, you know, address the feelings. And then um, and then you can really address your niche and they will connect with you because they'll know you're talking to them. And one of the critical things to know about your niche and to understand how to talk to them is to have some measure of understanding who they are. And one of the things that I typically have seen, and Heather talks about this right now, is that when you start to solve a problem for someone, you're typically solving a problem for yourself 10, maybe 15 years ago because you have been able to walk through that journey. You've been able to take your lumps. You've been able to overcome different obstacles. And now you have a story to tell of what to do and what not to do to, let's say, your younger self or let's say to that person that is potentially struggling and going through the same things. So I want to hear what Heather has to say about that as well. Yeah, I find that a large percent for a large percentage of people, your client is you where you were just rewind a few years. So before you went on this journey and figured out all these solutions, like we learned the hard way so that we can help people figure it out in an easier way, right? So just rewind and think about how you felt what were the questions that you had before you figured this out? What were you looking for? What did you search on YouTube? Um, 
you know, what were your pain points and how did that make you feel? Um, when you didn't have a brand and you were trying to figure out what content to post um, that would reflect your, you know, you, um, you know, what, what was, how did that make you feel? Right. Was it like hopeless? Was it like frustrated? Like really figuring out those, those words, because when you say that to someone and you say, are you frustrated because you can't figure out your brand? They're going to go, uh, yeah, that's me. You know, I feel that way. It's validating to have someone say that about how you feel right now. You know, a word that we don't often use when we create content and put it out there, podcasting or live streaming, um, and where we're trying to connect with our uh, our audience, our community, is the word validation. And I love what Heather said was that when you put certain things out there and people are pro- potentially struggling with the same thing, there is a sense of validation that they feel that they um, engender um, because of you you see me, right? Here's the thing that when we start to put your content out there and you're live streaming and you're podcasting, people want to be seen, right? They want to be heard. And when you are out there answering a question for them, that lets them know, that makes them feel heard. And so it's important when you start to niche down that that's who you're going to be focused in on are those people that want to be heard. There's also this myth in, in niching down and that just because you niche down, you don't have the opportunity to help more people than you initially started out. I, I, I completely disagree with that. I think the more niche you are, the more focused you are, the more people that you can help because people like clarity. And if you are steadfast in what you're addressing and the problem that you're solving, you will find out that there are more people, not just in your niche, but there are people outside of your niche that need the same solution that you are providing. Let's hear what Heather has to say about that. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, the biggest thing I say when people um, are, um, don't really want to niche down because they want to help everybody. Right. Um, Just because you have a niche doesn't mean that you can't help someone outside of your niche. Right. So, if I'm, if I'm putting my content out there and I'm really laser focused on just people who are, you know, getting businesses up and going, they're, they're getting a channel up, they're getting a podcast up and they really want to get brand recognition, right? And they really want to be able to tell them their story and, and include themselves like we talked about. Um, that's my niche. And so that person is who I'm talking to. Everything I put out, who I compose a, a social media post, that person is in the forefront of my mind. That's what having a niche message is. But if someone outside of that niche comes and says, um, yeah, I, I, I could use some help branding, um, uh, you know, my um, business. And it's not like within my niche, like one of, one of the um, niche um, categories of entrepreneurs is service-based business for me. Um, I really like to hone in on people who are, um, have kind of a service mind and who are really coming up with content that makes someone's life better, makes the world better in some way, right? Whatever that way is, they're not just in it to make a buck, you know, um, or to or to to start a business because they want to work from home. Like they really have an attitude of service. And so that's the kind of person that I aim all my content to. But if someone outside of that is just trying to sell a product or, you know, whatever that is, 
sure, I'm going to help them. I'm going to take their money. I'm going to take them through the workshop. Doesn't mean I can't because they're not within my niche. I can still help whoever might be attracted to what I'm offering outside my niche. So it doesn't limit you like you think it might limit you. It just really lets that target community know that your content is for them. And there's plenty of people within your niche. There's plenty of people, especially since we're so virtual nowadays. Um, it's, it's endless. So Heather brings up a massive point when she's, when she talks about niching down and that your, your target market is out there and the tendency is that here in the States, all we think about are the States. We just think about us as a uh, domestic, like our brand being domestic. In, in the last two years, if there's been anything that we've learned, it's that the world is smaller and that live streaming, Zoom calls, all these things have truly, truly shrunk the world. And so when you start to think about, about niching down, and your market, your market, you have to think about it more internationally than you do domestically, because when with live streaming, it opens up the entire world. You have to understand that your audience isn't limited to just the States. If you're an American, you have to understand that your niche can appeal to people in Australia, the UK, Asia, Nigeria, South Africa, whatever, wherever. So understanding how your content needs to be placed and that the impact that it could have globally is a massive point that I don't want you to miss. The other thing that's super important when you think about your your niche and understanding the audience that you want to go after is has to be your ability to solicit and actually take feedback and use the feedback that you will receive from other people. Feedback's really, really important in, in finding your niche. You know, like take what other people are telling you about things that you're different things that you're trying, take what they're telling you and form that into your niche because, um, you know, nobody, nobody can say it like someone, you know, on the other side of things who's looking at what you're putting out and what you're doing. I've had a lot of feedback and I, and I was just like, wow, I didn't even realize you know, like the cinematic piece. Um, I got a lot of people that said, really lean into that because I wasn't clear about how I was structuring this story in a cinematic way. I wasn't clear about that at all in my messaging at first. So then I started really incorporating that and I incorporated brand symbols, like little scripts and screen, you know, film strips and things like that. And I really leaned into that with my graphics and imagery and symbols. And um, that helped with the clarity of what my messages. It's like with any relationship, right? You, um, if you don't know someone, you just start spending time together. And the more you spend time with that people or that community, the more they get to know you. Open up a bit, you know, practice a little bit of vulnerability and authenticity, especially if you're fake. People are just going to know right away that you're just putting up a business image of yourself, you know? Break that down. Do the inner work to break all of that stuff down and just be real. Be you and just start spending time in your community and people will get to know you like any relationship and then that will automatically build trust. You know, one of the things that I want people to kind of really get 
out of this podcast episode, and this is going to be this last point that I wanted to bring home. It's about really kind of being yourself and how do you bring your full self into your brand, into your concepts and understanding to be able to embrace those things that you may feel are nerdy. You may feel no one else will kind of like, um, I think it's important that you, you're able to do that. And so Heather has done an amazing job of incorporating her love of Star Wars into kind of her brand. And it's almost symbiotic, uh, the symbiotic relationship that she actually has with her brand and also with Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, in that it actually makes sense, right? So when you start to think about incorporating bits of your life, bits of who you are, over time, you your brand starts to take on a life of its own. And those pieces that you felt were kind of, um, you know, what you want to put to the side and you didn't want anybody to kind of know, those are the exact things that need to be part of your brand. So let's hear Heather talk a little bit about her love of Star Wars and then also how to incorporate your brand yourself into your brand. Oh, my goodness. I, I just, um, so I was born in 75. So I was born right in the thick of, of, you know, the originals coming out and stuff. And I just remember, you know, using sticks as lightsabers and just being like completely absorbed in the Star Wars world. I'm out in the driveway in my corduroy hand-me-down jeans. And, you know, (laughs) I mean, it was just like, everything was about Star Wars. If you were going to go play, it was always like, we're going to be Jedi or, you know, it was just, it was so like immediately part of the culture of of families. You know what I mean? It, it, it was just incredible. So the one thing that you don't want to do is to hide behind your content and make sure that part of who you are and what you stand for is incorporated into everything that you do. Definitely the the biggest one, and it's hard for people, but it's 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 hiding. You know hiding behind your content, not putting yourself out there um, is a big one. You are your brand. You know, you are, your story is your brand. It's on my shirt because I believe it so, so much, you know, you're you and the things that you've been through, that's, that's your brand story right there. And if you leave yourself out of that, you're leaving a huge gap and your brand is not going to be performing the way it's supposed to. Um, You know, we talked about niching. Um, That's a big one. Um, that's a big one. Niching, um, leaving your niche too broad, um, not focusing down like we talked about or, or straying off of your niche. Um, like I see people who, um, you know, when you get something going, you get an offer going and you start making some money and you start helping people and you feel that satisfaction, you get like the entrepreneurial spirit and you tend to like see everything as in terms of what else can I do that I can monetize? I can do this thing and I can do this thing. It's like you, it, it lights a fire in you and you just want to do all the things. But, you know, especially early on until you really achieve growth and success with your, your main niche, I, I highly recommend sticking within your niche for, for a while until you've seen success with that and then maybe spread out to something else. Because if you start doing all these other not really related things, that's going to confuse your audience. And if they're confused, they're not going to buy. If they're confused, they're not going to buy. If they're confused, they're not going to listen. If they're confused, they're not going to 
share or suggest your content to a friend or a family member. So when we think about brands, we have to think about the clarity of our messaging and what it is that we want to stand for. I want to give these last moments of advice that Heather has for you. Please take it to heart. Listen to these last thoughts that she has around a brand. Really, um, a, a brand um, is about connecting with an audience and about growing and, and establishing trust. And if you're just doing a channel and just want a wider audience, I mean, I really feel like telling storytelling is the key to um, growing a wider audience, you know? Um, I, I still feel like going through the steps of who's my who's my community person that will be watching my channel, you know, and what is it that they're interested in? What are they going to YouTube to search for? And can I provide answers to those questions for them so that they'll keep coming back, you know? Um, and so in, in a way, it's it's just really similar. It's just growing a channel instead of growing, you know, a, an official business where you're selling something. Um, but the same principle applies. I really feel like everyone is an entrepreneur that's that's a content creator. You know, if, whether you're podcasting or starting a channel, I feel like you're an entrepreneur in the sense that you have a brand. It might be, you know, a personal brand as opposed to a business brand, but it's still a brand, you know. So I, I feel like it all still applies. So does your brand tell a story? Do you even know what your story is, first and foremost, before you can even tell the story? You need to know that you have a story. So when this, with this content, we wanted to share with you the thoughts around creating your brand story. The idea around understanding that you're here to solve problems for people. Your brand is you. If you are not part of your brand, if people don't see you, if people don't hear from you, your brand is not a logo. Your brand is your are your experiences, your expertise, things that you can bring to the table to help your audience out. If you are not sharing aspects of who you are, your brand will not stay around for long. You have to be consistent in your messaging. You have to be consistent in the picture that you want people to see about your brand and also how they fit inside of your brand because you're answering questions for them. You're solving problems. Heather Roma, thank you so much for being a part of Podcasters Live where our focus is to help you as a podcaster learn how to live stream, but also as a live streamer, if you're interested in learning how to podcast, we can do that for you as well. Connect with us at Podcasters Live dot com we look forward to speaking with you learning more about what your concept is and how we can help make your concept into a reality have a great day and god bless